Hey, it's Mark. This week's series of mini episodes taped live at the health conference in Vegas continues with digital editor Jack O'Brien. Welcome to the MM&M podcast. My name is Jack O'Brien. I'm the digital editor at MM&M coming to you live from the health conference in lovely Las Vegas. My guest today is Cassidy Rouse from Peloton. Cassidy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I appreciate you being on the show. I think we're going to jump right in and just, you know, what is the state of Peloton right now? What's going on at the health conference? want to get a lay of the land from you. Yeah, it's been a really busy 18 months for us. So um, last June. So June of 2021, we officially launched Peloton Corporate Wellness. And effectively what that product is, is it allows any organization, an employer, a payer, um, to integrate Peloton as a wellness solution. So what does that mean? So we have our membership products and our hardware products. Effectively, if, if your company offers Peloton Corporate Wellness, you're going to get an email one day. And it says, Congratulations, your company's partnered with Peloton. You can get fully subsidized access to the Peloton app. It's on every platform, has all of our content. Um, Very, very accessible. We also offer discounts on the hardware. And great news, if you're already a Peloton member, you're going to get a full or partial subsidy on your membership. And so that product has performed exceptionally well. All the members that are coming into Peloton through that channel, 97% of them are reporting that their well-being has improved. Over 90% of them are saying that they're, um, they have a more positive mindset. And then almost 90, I think it's 89%, uh, are saying that they're um, able to control their stress better. And so we are extremely pleased with our ability to just make fitness more accessible through that product. Um, and it's been a lot of fun along the way. It sounds like it. I'm curious in your sense. I've done a, a lot of reporting about wellness, and I, I was talking to actually one uh, analyst a f- month or two ago, and she said that every brand now is technically a wellness brand. You have traditional healthcare companies that are getting into the wellness space, and then you have other ones that you know may be tangential to the healthcare industry that see the value in wellness. I'm curious from your perspective what you make of that as wellness has taken off into a real mainstream moment, and maybe where there are opportunities or you know different lenses that you're trying to look at it through going forward? Well, we're really a membership company at heart. I've been with the company for almost three and a half years. And the reason I joined Peloton was because I thought it was very, very unique that an, a, a company, a product, a, um, the thought integration between the product, the hardware, and the content actually incentivized people and got people to work out and engage more. It was the first time that anything like, like that has happened in fitness. Well, you're able to track... The products are accessible, but what company has really been able to convince people to go from working out either zero or maybe a handful of times a month to 16, 18, 20 times per month? It's really remarkable. And so we are really laser focused on being a membership company. One of the things that happened um, even before the pandemic was that organizations were reaching out to us. We have this uh, inbox that I was browsing through one day. Large organizations, Fortune 20 companies were saying, hey, listen, um, we have some Peloton members at the company and we love how engaged they are. We love that they are talking to each other. They're kind of self-mobilizing. Is there a way that we can just integrate that more broadly through our organization and remove the friction? And unfortunately, the answer was, was no. We were not architected to even enable that kind of behavior and plug into organizations in that way. And so I think our journey to being a 
quote unquote wellness company, or at least having a corporate wellness offering, was really uh, a product of of customers coming to us and asking for that for that solution. Um, and we saw the opportunity, and we saw an opportunity, a bigger opportunity to make our products more accessible to all. And when you talk about that kind of shift towards corporate wellness, I'm curious how that has changed because I know that I think I speak for a lot of people, especially our listeners, that when the pandemic happened, Peloton became one of those companies like so many others that was like, oh, yeah, we got to be able to do things from home. And there's that offering. How is the company adapting to that world where it's less COVID is an emergency and more COVID endemic and, you know, adapting to that reality? Yeah, it's, it's about flexibility. So there is a ton of uncertainty out there right now. Economic environment, what's the return to office policy going to be? And in times, I mentioned this in the, in the panel I did this morning, in times of uncertainty, you need flexibility. And so our products, while we've largely been positioned as an at-home fitness company, our products are absolutely being used in very hybrid environments. People are using the Peloton app when they go to the gym. I tend to like to go for an outdoor run with the Peloton app and use the audio-only content. So we're really shifting our content strategy, our product strategy, everything to appeal to a, a consumer, because employees are consumers at the end of the day, to a consumer that is going to be spending time in the office, on the road, at home, and they, just, they need a solution that's adaptable. And what are your thoughts on the effects of consumerism in healthcare? Because I think you talk about something very important there where it's like consumers were saying, we have to stay home, but we still want to have our workout options. Now, as people are saying, we're going back into the world, they're now saying that we want to be able to, instead of maybe being on our Peloton bike at home, have the, you know, the app that we're able to still access those same tools. So just curious your thoughts on the effects of consumerism and maybe where that's going in the future. Yeah, so I think it's, I think of it from two angles. One, from the from the provider side or vendor side, which is where we operate, it has to be for the right reasons. You have to be really solving a problem. I think on paper, a lot of companies look at this market and think that maybe there's an opportunity for efficiencies or to get access to bigger audiences. Let me tell you, it is not easy to do. There's, it's not just taking your products and offering them through the enterprise. There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of product that needs to be developed. But I think it's an overall win for employees because at the end of the day, yes, they are consumers and they're getting products that they recognize that are really built for high consumption. And at the end of the day, they're, these products are built for and to drive more engagement and deeper engagement. And so I think the employee wins overall, but I think as a provider, as a, as a product company, you have to be really, really careful and very intentional about why you're getting into this market and make sure that you're really solving a problem, not only for the employee, but for the organization that is helping to integrate you. Excellent. Cassidy, I've really appreciated having you on the show. I wanted to leave with one final question, which is obviously we're here in Vegas. You know, we've got, I don't even know how many booths are out there and vendors and speakers. What are some, you know, topics or trends that you've been paying attention to through these first couple of days of the conference that really stick out to you? Yeah, sure. People are, again, it's uncertainty and people are looking in the times of uncertainty. They want flexibility and they also really, really need results. There are a lot of conversations about what does ROI mean? How do you define ROI? How should we define ROI? Here's what our CFO is looking for. We spend a lot of time talking to our partners, and that's primarily why I'm here this week, is to talk to our partners and other large organizations who are trying to get people to engage more deeply with their fitness products. And I'm trying to understand how they, how they value results. And it really comes down to different types of engagement. It's how do we make people aware that this is an offering, how do they activate their benefit, but at the end of the day, people want to, and organizations want to pay for, and want to market, and want to distribute products that their people love 
and their people use. And that's where we're focused. Awesome. Cassidy, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about wellness and everything that goes into it. Really, really insightful conversation. Yeah, it's been fun. That's it for this week. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM Podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizzy M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.